genuine people don't hide behind material possessions or replace them or place them at a higher level than actual human experience. Hi everyone, welcome to V Like Vula. It's Vula, your host. Thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. And for those of you that have listened to the previous podcast, I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. If you haven't, go ahead and take a listen if you have time. If not, that's okay too. Maybe you wanted to just listen to this one specifically, and I appreciate that. I did want to bring this up. I wanted to discuss it because it's something that, you know, these thoughts are in my head about what being real means and what that looks like in action. I think we see a lot of people claiming to be real and genuine and authentic. We hear these words all the time. What, what the heck does that mean? I, you know, what does it actually mean to be real and genuine, authentic? Is it talking about it? Is it doing things? So I thought, you know, let's just start from the very beginning and define what that actually means. So real, there's, I mean, there's a ton of definitions, believe it or not, but I'm going to highlight some here. It means to be genuine, not counterfeit, not artificial, not an imitation, to be authentic, genuine, not counterfeit, again, free from pretense or hypocrisy, sincere, authentic, not false or copied, to be genuine. So you see, these words are used in other definitions to define the same type of word, right? Obviously. So that's where we're going to start from, is free from pretense, not counterfeit, not artificial, not an imitation, well, it's interesting because this day and age, we see a lot of that, right? We see a lot of imitation um, and things that are not so genuine. Now, I'm not here to discuss necessarily um, someone's social media. They could be, I don't know, they could be selling a, a business or product, a service, whatever it is. But I'd like to talk about people in your life and how you are in your life. Maybe we'll bleed a little bit into the other side of it, the social media side of it. And in doing so, I wanted to thread in a little bit of my own personal experience and uh, what the challenges I've had and what I had to put in action in order to be real and aligned with who I am and what felt right for me. So I want to talk to you about my journey there's a lot of journeys. We're all on a journey and there's certain themes that seem to pop up all the time in our lives, I think, if we don't deal with them, right? So the journey I wanted to share with you was when I started this one in helping kids and helping some kids. And the reason why I want to bring it up is because there were a lot of hurdles. And in the end, there were questions. There were things that I had to answer for myself and how I was going to conduct myself in walking this journey. So I want to touch on the idea of what it is to be real or fake. Number one, I will say this throughout my life, I 
when when I'm faced with the idea of being who I am and being real, I had to be comfortable with the idea and reality that I was going to be uncomfortable. And sometimes it got a little bit easier and other times, well, it could be one of the hardest things you'll, you'll ever have to do. But the silver lining is it, there is freedom and ultimately there is peace in it, in your mind and in your spirit. When I started this journey with uh, helping some kids, honestly, guys, it was, it was just a simple idea, right? And I'm thinking I'm doing you know, a, a good thing. And, and I felt that. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to go. I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I had no expectations, zero expectation of what, what it was going to look like. And I thought, okay, well, I'll do what I need to do. So I put it in action. I felt this is what I have to do. And I started to put it in action. I made phone calls. I visited where the kids were, all of that. And I started to talk to people about it. And I got a lot of pushback. Believe it or not, I got a lot of pushback. Oh, really? You know, why are you going to do this? Uh, people are going to, you know, criticize you. Uh, there's no point in, you know, doing this kind of work. It's too much of a headache. You're not getting paid for it. Really, is it worth it? And I thought, no, no, I'm still going to do this. This is what I want to do. And I continued. And... As I did, I, the first event that we ever had, um, there's a couple hundred people there, and I had to speak. And I was really, really nervous in speaking. I had never been in this position before, other than when I was in school where you, know, you had to do some public speaking, but not in a position like this where it was a big event. And... and I was struggling because I was so nervous in what I was supposed to share and what I was supposed to say, if I was going to say the right thing. And I had a talk with uh, a friend, and he was saying, you know, he was actually one of the vendors at the time who's become a really good friend. And he gave me some advice, just, you know, speak from your heart, Vula. And it's okay. You know, take a breath. Things will be okay. And... I went up and I shared a story about my dad who had been a sponsored child and how it affected me and my life. And I remember that the light was shining in my face. so I couldn't see anyone. And funny enough, you feel so alone up there. But the heart started to take over and I began to peel away and reveal my heart. That's a very vulnerable thing to do. And it's a very real thing to do. Because vulnerability, well, there's a chance, you know, that you're going to get hurt. You're going to be judged, maybe embarrassed that you did what you did or said what you said or opened yourself up. But on the flip side, there is this possibility of greatness that other people can connect with you because it's so real. So here I was, shared this story, kind of got lost in the moment, right? And I broke down in front of a couple hundred people. And then I just thought, okay, I got to wrap this up now. And as I walked off the stage, everybody 
was on their feet applauding. And they said, Bula, look, look, turn around. And I couldn't believe it. This was their way of expressing to me, we connected with you. This was emotional for them as well as it was for me. And sharing this moment with them was so powerful. The walls were down. And as I moved forward in this journey, people always remembered that seven years ago. Fool, I remember when you spoke. This makes an impact with people. This is very positive to be open and vulnerable and transparent. So as I moved along through the years in this journey, I aligned myself with that. Just be real. You're not, you know, some huge, big organization. You have to keep true to yourself and don't pretend to be something that you're not, right? Be honest with people. Talk to them. Tell them your feelings, your concerns, what you're going through. And as this grew, because it did grow, and I did not expect it. That was a big thing for me. I did not expect it. I thought, well, whatever it's going to go, it's going to go, right? And so as it grew, this charity event, other people started to notice me. And I was open to the idea of getting to know different people and all of that. But, you know, guys, I got to tell you, I was so surprised that in that world, in the charity world, there are such ugly things. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but things that I didn't like to see. People who do things for, in my opinion, the wrong reason, to add something to their resume versus to help and serve people. And as I went through this journey, there was, um, there was a moment where a group or people, whatever, you know, I don't want to get into specifics necessarily, but there was a moment where people who had, quote, more experience than I did um, wanted to take it over, we'll say. And you could be intimidated by this because you're like, well, I don't, I don't know as much as they might, right? But your value isn't any less. You can learn things, you know? Passion is a wonderful thing. It can allow you to grow and learn. And knowledge of the mind does not change the heart. There were people who had gained a lot of experience in that industry, but they weren't doing it for the right reason. They could say the right thing, but they weren't, their actions just proved to be opposite of why they said they were getting involved. And so here I was, there was a moment where it was four years into this, this charity thing, right? And there was a moment where I was sitting having a coffee with this one particular person and we were discussing how, you know, we could make this, you know, bigger. But for me, it was the idea of making it bigger to benefit the kids and help them and get the word out. I trusted in my leadership now. I had confidence that, hey, you know what, I, I'm good at what I'm doing here. I'm not the best. I could be better. But, you know, I, I do believe I could be this voice for these kids. And so 
this particular person, without getting into too many of the specifics, because it really bogs you down, they talked down to me, basically said I wasn't cut out to take this to the next level, that I could talk to the, quote, small people, but not the big people. And all this experience for me was leading to a point where I could stand on my own and speak my truth. That is real. So we went through the vulnerability and the transparency of being real, right? And here I had to speak my truth. And I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to intimidate me and I'm going to continue what I'm doing. How in the world could I be a voice for kids? How could I be a voice for kids and stand for them? Stand up for them if I couldn't stand up for myself? How can I teach that lesson if I haven't done it myself? So I had to put it in action as hard as it was. And I remember friends that I talked to and people that I was, I was speaking with the, clo the people close around me, I was so angry that this person would do this to me. I was so angry and I had to go through it. I had to get through it and I wasn't going to pretend I was feeling something else when I was feeling angry about it and I wasn't happy about it. But I had to go through it and I exercise my voice. And this takes practice to exercise what's really inside of you. It takes a lot of practice, guys. You know, I work out, as you know, and you don't pick up, you know, the weights at a max capacity, you know, the first time around. You have to practice. You practice on your form and you start with the lighter weights and then you move up and up and you get stronger and stronger. Using your voice is the same thing. Connecting what is in your heart and your mind and saying it out loud it takes practice and it's hard and it's scary and it's uncomfortable but like I said there is a freedom in it there isn't this paranoia overthinking there's a peace that you do get when you're when you have the ability to do that and when you start to practice this in this situation, I realized too, I didn't need someone else's validation anymore. I really didn't. I had done the work. The work was try and do what I tried to, try to do what I can with the group that I had around me and take care of some kids. That was it. I didn't and, and we, we did that year after year after year. What did I need some big wigs permission for? I didn't need anyone's permission or validation. And I, and I don't, to this day, I could care less what position someone has. Does not matter to me. If the character isn't behind that position, I do not want to talk to you. So we'll get into that too, is staying away from fake people. But first I want to talk to you about being a real one. <laughs> so that you're not that person. Because it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope when you start to do these other things. And then you lose yourself. What I learned too is, for me, it was always about getting better. It always has been about getting better. There was no envy or jealousy or anything like that. If I saw someone that did something really well, I wanted to learn from that person. I wanted to understand how did they do that? How could I get better at this? 
And that's that's being very real, right? Is dealing with that. I also would say to you that I learned through this process not to be around toxic people, right? Not to be around, and, and you, you learn to suss it out a little bit, and then even more so later on. Uh, I remember there was this one particular person who came up to me at, at, uh, at an event, and he just started I didn't know who he was, honest to God. And he was just like, oh, you're like, it's such an honor. You're so amazing. You're so this, you're so that. And I mean, okay, after a while, you're like, that's nice. But he went overboard a little too much. You know, where you're just like, this vibe is wrong. This doesn't feel genuine to me. It feels like someone's about to, is trying to kiss my ass right now. And I don't even know why you're trying to do this. And no word of a lie, the same person months, or not even months, well, yeah, months later, a few months later, sent me the most disgusting message. Because all this guy wanted to do was align himself with the right people and the positions. So I've learned real well to stay away from toxic people like that. Not only stay away, I make no, no exceptions. If I get that vibe from you, you're out. That's it. Because it's manipulation at its finest. The subtle manipulation and at times looks so obvious. You know, there is that manipulative kindness. It's awful to pair the word kindness with manipulation, but you know what I'm talking about. When someone's just overtly too much, right? Don't be that person. I don't care if it's in business I don't care if it's with, with friends, position, social circles. Don't be that person. It's so obvious. And you're not doing your, your soul, your spirit, any service when you do that. It sucks the life out of you. I just, I, I've learned that being imperfect and vulnerable that I'm going to be judged. You could judge me right now for me doing what I'm doing on this podcast, saying what I'm saying, having your head, I don't know who she thinks she is. Maybe someone who doesn't like me. Maybe you like me. I don't know. And I would say to you, I wouldn't say to you that I don't care if you like me because that sounds kind of harsh. But I would say to you, I'm okay if you don't like me. And that okay is filled with peace. I am okay okay if you don't like me I'm okay if people don't like me that's that's not something that I base my value on I know how genuine I am and what I bring to the table I speak my truth it doesn't mean that your truth though needs to be at a level 10 all the time everywhere at every moment right if you're at work and you can't tell your your boss to go shove it well I mean it's understandable you have a paycheck but there's still, you could keep it at a level two where, you know, you could have genuine conversations, being thoughtful, and you can handle yourself with grace and still be real without kissing ass or being fake. The taking action part of this is, is key to me. It has been to me. So what, I'll take you back now. So this person 
who I went and had coffee with, who was talking down to me, all of that. And I told you, I, I said to myself, how could I be a voice for kids if I can't be a voice for myself and stand up for myself? And that was the critical moment where I decided to establish the foundation. So I had this event, and then when the event grew, organically it grew. I didn't make, you know, establish a foundation before I even had any kind of fundraising experience. So I established the foundation afterward where I saw, okay, here is something where people trust what it is that we do. They trust the voice. They know it's transparent. I do the work that I'm supposed to be doing. I do it from my heart. And so I said, okay, well, now's the time. It pushed me to that point where it was uncomfortable, guys. I can't even tell you how uncomfortable because here it was, oh my gosh, I, I've got to run this foundation now. What the heck does that mean? What are the responsibilities attached to that? How do I do this? Can I do this? But I had to sit back and say, Vula, listen, you had all this, these years of doing this. You can do this. It's okay. Just walk the walk. Don't just talk the talk, which I saw a lot of people doing. And so here I was, I established the foundation and I was still nervous. And the next year, it was even more successful, the event. But I made it very, very known to the people around me what had happened. And I needed to do that because I didn't want false information out there. Whether that's in business, whether that's in charity, whether that's in your personal life, whatever it is with your friends, be open and honest. And sometimes it's not just you that feels uncomfortable. It's the person that you're telling might, they might feel uncomfortable, but you got to take that chance. You've got to take that chance to be honest. They'll appreciate it because then you're going to be the one that they always look at and say, you know what? I know she's, she's real with me. I get what I get with her. And, and I'm not going to get anything different. I don't feel like when I talk to her, I get someone else that someone else is talking to. You know that feeling where you're talking to someone and you get that vibe where you're like, okay, well, you just said X, Y, Z right now. And I see you over there and you're chitty chatting with that person that you just told me that you didn't like. And, oh, no, no, that's just, you know, I, that's just, you know, I have to do that. And I'll, I, I don't get that. I really don't understand that. I mean, I get it. Hold on. I get it. But I can't be that person. It, it's like I'm allergic to that. I'm allergic to that. I, I've seen that way too much that I literally take myself out of the situation so I don't have to be around it. I don't think people are bad people. I really don't. I don't want to think that about people. But I don't need to deal with people not being genuine and real and then my head going around in circles and you know criticizing that in my head. I'm like, oh, I can't deal with that. I can't be around that. It makes my head you know, swim. It's too much. And what directs me, having said all of that, what directs me in this world is not on the outside, guys. For me, it has been on the inside. I don't react to things and go accordingly. It's on the inside. What do I truly believe? Who am I really? And somehow I have to manage that through this world. And there are times that it's going to be really hard. But I don't want to lose myself because it's hard. 
because it's more of a disservice to me and it's more of a disservice to you to lose yourself and forget about who you are and what you stand for and what you truly believe just to appease everyone else. Really, what, what does that do for you in the end? You know what that does? It, you're filled with resentment, with anger. You're insecure. And instead of just trying to be something, just be it. Be it. As I moved along in my little journey with the charity, I realized this, that I'm going to make mistakes and that's okay as long as I learn from them. I have to be willing to try and be imperfect so that I can get better. And I have made mistakes and that's okay because I didn't know any better. And I invite the criticism that is genuine. And it doesn't make me feel any less when someone gives me advice. I don't hold on to something as if I knew the best way and the only way. You know, I, I, I know people like that who are the first to criticize, first to tell you how to do something, the first to, um, and they do it in, in a way that's not even thoughtful, but like they are the authority on the matter, right? I see that so much on social media, especially given the current climate, whether it was Corona or now with Black Lives Matters. You know, I see people who are not being actually thoughtful. They've kind of skipped the, the, the action part of it and they've become the authority on everything, on how to be, who to be, what to do, they're sitting there on their keyboard telling everybody how to be and they're not taking the chance and walking the walk and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Walking the walk does not mean telling everybody how to do something. It's actually doing it in your life. You know, I mean, this is that that's a whole separate conversation, but the, the real, the realness being authentic, sometimes you, you don't know how to do something and that's okay. So you reach out for help. You also don't have to please everyone, guys. I was talking to a friend and she was saying to me, I asked her about this whole idea of being real. And she felt, you know, years ago that she wouldn't be herself because she was people pleasing. And I said, would you consider that being fake then? Because I think when we think fake, we think, something else. We think, you know, manipulation, pretending that you're something that you're not in, in, in your life and putting it out there and there's some other stuff going on, whatever. But this idea, this other idea, this passive idea of not being real because you just want to please everyone. So I asked her, do you think this is being fake? And she goes, you know, now that I look back on it, yeah, I was fake. I wasn't being myself. One thing I do also see is that genuine people don't hide behind 
material possessions or replace them or place them at a higher level than actual human experience. Genuine people. They treat everyone with kindness, I find, or at least they're real and authentic, no matter who you are. They give you the time of day, right? They don't, they don't gossip. Real people, they will share their opinion. That's different. You can share your genuine opinion and not be afraid and say it to this person, that person, and the other. But when you start doing the whole gossip thing, that, that's not being real. And we've talked about this before. That's projecting. That really is projecting. Now, on the flip side to this whole conversation of being real, and be, are you a real one? Are you one who will take chances, be vulnerable, put it into action? So taking a stand, literally taking a stand, saying it in words, not just typing it on a post. You know what I'm saying? Are you willing to do that? Idea of taking the chance to be uncomfortable and that's okay. And sometimes when you're doing that, you're likely going to isolate yourself. There are people who are not going to be around you when you're being who you are and being real. But have patience with yourself. Guys, if I could say anything to you, have patience with yourself. Don't overreact and don't react too quickly when you're being yourself. Give yourself a chance. The right people, your tribe, the right people are going to come around you. The right people will come around you. If you go out seeking for, quote, like-minded people, for the aim to be liked, this is the wrong approach. Oh, I'm, I'm in this industry and, and I get that. I'm in this industry and I want to see, seek like-minded people, whatever the hell that means. And I'm going to be around these people. But they could be toxic people. How do you know? I find that if you take the approach that I'm going to be me and what attracts after that is my tribe. What attracts after that are the people who are supposed to be around me. So what I want you to look out for is some fake ass people. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you know who they are, you know how they act, and I'm not sitting here telling you that they're the worst people on the, on the planet by any means, but they are dangerous. That kind of behavior, behavior is dangerous for you to be around and for it to be around you, okay? Fake people want to benefit from everything around them. They always put themselves ahead of the game, always. They want to benefit from it. And sometimes it's not as obvious as you might think. Genuine people, real people never try to manipulate others. They are who they are. And if you like them, you like them. They're okay if you don't like them. Remember I told you, they're okay if you don't like them. Fake people only respect those in positions of power or wealth, something they can benefit from. Genuine people respect everyone. You've seen that. I've seen it. We've seen it. So don't be around that. It's very, very difficult once you get in that world not to get lost in it. Who said what? Who's around who? And you become like that person. They're fake people are only nice when they need something, right? 
And when I say nice, like, you know, there's that, we talked about manipulative kindness. And I read this, uh, I was doing some research here. There's this thing called performative kindness, you know, that idea of like someone said, oh, there was something that happened in my family or happy birthday or whatever. And people post it. If there's anything I can do, let me know. Oh, I'm here for you. I know people who, you know, from the, from the outside, it looks nice, I guess. But I, I remember, uh, particular people who you knew like they put every single person's birthday in their phone and depending on who it was they would be extra nice and send something to them and it was all for business at the end of the day right it was all for business but their business was very much intermingled with their social life and that's not real kindness that's not genuine there's a transaction going on there there's a build-up towards something so that they can benefit from a superficial way Right. There's no way you could possibly have a genuine connection with so many hundreds of people who are really just your client base. Right. <laughs> but I digress. Um, I'm talking about people in your life and friends in your life and the people that you choose to to be around. So, you know, I think that you need to stay away or I need to stay away. That's what I've done in this process with the charity. I. I learned that, hey, it's okay if I don't, you know, make the amount that other huge charities make. I'm not that, you know, organization. That's not what I do. I'm going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect. And I'm okay with that. I'm not going to change who I am. I remember, guys, I remember this particular um, just uh, call him like a wart or something. I don't even know. He was just annoying. Um, this particular person who, the one who was like, all, oh my God, you're so amazing. You're such a great woman. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, turned on me after. I remember when him and I have a conversation. That's another thing I do. If, if you're going to come at me, if you're going to be a certain way with me, or if you're going to be fake with me when you weren't before, I call you out on it. I will call you. I will talk to you. I will say, hey, what's up? Why are you being like that with me? I call that, I call that out all the time. That's something that you need to learn to do too. If you haven't done it, if you feel some weird vibe, call it out. Be like, I don't. I don't think so. So I'm talking to this person and um, he's trying to, to preach to me about, <laughs> about the business of what I was doing, the quote business of it. By the way, I just want to help kids, right? And he brings up the, um, he says, well, you know, I came to your event because uh to support you and this and that. And he was using that in his language to say, hey, listen to me now. This is how you should be now with me. I came to your event. Okay, number one, douchebag, you did what you did because you believed in supporting kids, not to control me. By the way, I don't make money off of this. My kids don't get food on the table because you came to an event. My children, my biological children. Now, I said to him, I go, why did you come? Why did you come if... if did you not believe in what you were you were supporting? Well, I came to support you. What the hell does that mean? And you you come now at me like this with such vigor. You come at me and attack me because you paid $150. You think I'm worth $150 for you to to you know put out your negativity? And I Right away, I cut this person off. I made it be known to, to a lot of people that don't ever mention this person around me. This is what they did. I don't want to be around them. This is awful. 
This is not the work that I do. Just because I do what I do, you don't own me. There's no materialistic transaction between you and I. I am genuinely here doing what I do, and I am who I am. I'm not about the positions or the transactions or the manipulations. And when you see this, guys, when you, when you take yourself out of that world, and, and I, don't see, I don't mean out of that world as in your work or, you know, your world, your social world, the real world. I'm not saying taking yourself out of the real world, but you take yourself out mentally and spiritually from that place. You unplug from that, that manipulation and back and forth and the socialization that we're used to, right? And you plug into something higher, your awareness level. You can't unplug after that. It's so hard because you see it and it turns you off. You don't want to be around it. And a woman in her mid-40s like myself, I don't have a mask on that maybe, you know, my teenage years or when I was in my 20s, I had because I didn't know who I was and where I belonged. I don't have that mask on anymore. I know where I'm at. I'm good with where I'm at. And, and I know where I need to go or what I want to do. That was a lot. <laughs> so I want to close off with this, guys. It is going to be uncomfortable. I guarantee you that. It is going to be uncomfortable to try and be real. And if you can't be 100% real for whatever reason, because it's uncomfortable and you're insecure and it's different for you to use your voice, I would say to you, just try it a little bit. Just try it a little bit and gain that strength, that real strength, that authentic strength, that genuine strength. And when you can do one rep, then the next day you do two reps and the next day you do three reps because I know that once you start to be who you are and real does not mean aggressive and rude and obnoxious. Real can be authentic, genuine in grace and thoughtfulness and being sensitive about it. Yeah, and sometimes it comes off like it's harsh. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be this way. And I I want to throw it out there to you, this conversation, just to think about it. Why? Because I know it's helped me. People have commented to me, women and men have reached out to me and said, you know, you seem so real and authentic. And it's kind of weird, right? On social media, how do you come off as real and authentic? Hmm? It's, it's the spirit. Somehow it communicates itself and people feel that, that, you know, you're open to being vulnerable with them and putting yourself out there. I'm not saying you need to go on social media and do that. But people have asked me or have said to me, no, I really appreciate that about you. You know why they appreciate that? Because they don't feel alone. They feel that someone's connected with them and it doesn't feel so distant. And in the end, we're all so unique and different and you don't have to copy anyone else. And I know it's hard. These, all these expectations and socialization, I know it's really hard, but you are so special and different and unique. You really are. There's no one else like you. So blossom and let people see that beautiful flower that you are because there's no one else like you in this world. And because there's no one else like you in this world, it allows us to connect with everyone in this world. So I'll tell you this, that 
as heavy as it might seem sometimes and the work you got to do to get to this place to be real, you will feel so much lighter on the other side. Guys, I appreciate you. I hope this has offered something to you and, and maybe something to think about. Thanks for joining me on V Like Vula. I've always said this to you guys that I don't have a personal website, as you know, but I will always plug the charity website. Why? Because it truly is what I believe in and in, in helping these kids. But you don't have to visit it, but it's something, it's a duty that I have and I feel I need to share it with you. Um, and the website is R like Robert, F like Frank, T like Tom, S like Sam, C like Charlie, F like Frank.com. It's reaching for the Stars Children's Foundation. And I'm Vula McLaughlin. <laughs> so thanks for joining me on V Like Vula. I appreciate you. And until next time, have a good one, guys. Bye.